Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. It's so important that we understand that, um, you know, we have to hear from God. And as the people of God, understanding that, you know, Jesus, Jesus is our leader. Jesus is our commander. Jesus is the chief shepherd. And we all hear from him. Yeah? So I just kind of want to set up a few scriptures. So first of all, this, this day is the end of the biblical feast tabernacles, where we look at Jesus who was, is, and is to come. And we understand how God's heart, we all, you know, we, we say it all the time here, what does God want? He wants family. Everything is for family or for, you could say it this way, the people of God in the place of God in the presence of God. In other words, God tabernacling, that Feast of Tabernacles, it means tent, it means dwelling, shelter, home. So, so we're gonna kinda look a little bit at that, you know, and uh, see what today is all, ab- all about. I wanna put up the scripture out of John, chapter seven, verse 37. Look at this, it says, on the last day of the feast, now this is the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? On the last day of the feast, the great day. Did you know it was a great day today? It's a great day today, whether you realize it or not. <clears throat> what this means, what this heavenly pattern means. Look, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And a big theme in tabernacles, because I'm gonna show you this, in fact, put, put it up there, put Revelation 21 up there. A big thing about when Eden is restored, we're talking about the new creation, the new heaven, the new earth. One of the, the, the restorative things of God is the river of life and how the river of life is gonna flow from the, the throne of God. And it's, 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 a, it's, it's living, it's, it's eternal. And so we see in Revelation 21, two, three here, it says, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. This is the ultimate fulfillment of tabernacles that started way back in Eden, right? So Eden was the bet of God's house, his dwelling place with Adam and Eve. And you know, here comes the falls, and now God's trying to to, to redeem, he's trying to restore that. And so obviously, eventually there's, there's the children of Israel, God delivers them out of Egypt, right? And God says to them, look, I'm gonna deliver you with a mighty outstretched arm. I am gonna uh, liberate you. I'm gonna set you free and I will be your God and you will be my people. The exact, the exact same wording is right here. And so then we see what the, The ultimate tabernacle was Jesus. He came, he took on what? A tent, a body, a tabernacle. Jesus was God with man. Come on. And now through the Holy Spirit, 
Because of the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of our tabernacle, right? Our earthly tent, right? So, so, so we're, we, we thank God for that. But then ultimately, Jesus is gonna return and it's gonna be the ultimate eternal tabernacle as the people of God are in the place of God, in the presence of God forever, ever, and ever. And so well, can you give God a hand for that? So, so this is what this day is about. Go to Deuteronomy 16, 16 through 18. So what do we do? What's one of the ways that we, we honor the Lord on this day? So this is one of these feasts, these three holy days. It says three times a year, all your males, because it's remember, this is ancient Near East. It was a tribal, that means household basically wherever the Father's name is. Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose. So there's unleavened bread, there's Feast of Weeks. Yeah, so that's Passover, there's Pentecost and the Feast of Booths, Tabernacles. And look what it says. And they shall, that's today. And they shall not appear before the Lord, what? Empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. So what this is, this is covenant family language off of what the Lord has said that, hey, I'm gonna be your God and you're gonna be my people. We're in covenant family. God has given us everything. He's given us Jesus. How many of you know Jesus was the ultimate offering at Tabernacles? Literally God himself in a tabernacle, a, a, a human form. He gave his life for us, right? So, so God has done his part. So what the Lord asks is when we come and we remember who, who, who he, he, he is, was, and is to come, that when we come before him in an act of remembrance, remember, we declare our part that, that Lord, you are God and we are your people. You gave to us, so in a small way, we return and give back to you your portion, showing Lord that you are first, that we are loyal to you and that we are in your family. It's a, it's a demonstration. It's, a, it's, it's these acts of loyalty where it's the renewing of the vows. You can think of it like that, where, where covenant family is concerned, amen? So that's what today is about. We're gonna talk about who knows where the Lord's gonna lead us. So the first service was just wow. So I wanna give one more thing and I'm gonna call uh, Brian up. But Proverbs 29:18. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Some of your uh, translations might say where there's no prophetic revelation. And in the Hebrew, that's what that word means. So it's not talking about just a vision like, hey, we wanna do this or that. No, it's the prophetic revelation from God. Well, there's no prophetic revelation. The people cast off restraint. We, we kind of do what we wanna do. We do our ways, we do our plans. Now, we might want the Lord to bless it and the Lord might even bless it to some degree. But how many of you know it's good to hear his plans, his ways, 
We want his word to be in our mouths, amen, not our own word. And uh, it says people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. So today I would say is the kickoff over these next 21 days, what we're gonna be doing is we're going to be um, sharing with everyone the prophetic revelation, the prophetic revelation that we believe is from the Lord for all of us, for our church. And um, it's gonna be really, really powerful. I'm so grateful that we're finally able to do this. Of course, this, this all comes from, you know, almost a year and a half ago, um, the precious gift that we received when the Lord visited us. Um, I don't like to say it's my encounter with the Lord. I like to say it's our encounter with the Lord because it wasn't for me, it's for all of us. And we're all equal and we are all interdependent on one another as a family of God. And so in this fall season, we, it's like the Lord spoke to us. In fact, the word he said was, uh, um, during these fall feasts, you're, a conversion is gonna take place. So I was kind of thinking like Peter, you know, when Jesus said, you know, when you're converted, um, a, a conversion's gonna take place from the encounter during the spring feast uh, a year or so ago. And uh, man, has that happened. I would say it's the commissioning, it's the, it's the mission. And uh, it's taken all of our team to really unpack this prophetically. And so, we're excited to share it with you over the next few weeks. Is that good? Are y'all ready to hear? Yeah? So Brian, I'm gonna call you up and I'm gonna call up whoever else is supposed to sit in these chairs back here. So come on. So can we be just family today? Is that, is that good? So. I wanted Brian to share in his own words and then read the prophecy, what the Lord gave him basically the day before Passover last year, the day before the Lord showed up. And there's several prophetic words. We actually have an archive of prophetic words. And um, we know we're gonna share this one. We might share a couple of more in this service, but there's about at least 12, um, 10 to 12 that we wanna get out to our congregation. Um, from all types of different people, um, things that just at the time didn't make sense. I mean, this one does, but at the time didn't make too much sense, but now we're like, wow. And that's what I wanna talk about, this prophetic word from the Lord, how important it is, not just one person, but a council of people to hear God's word together, yeah, and then the people of God, all of us hearing God's word together. Yeah, and so uh, Brian, you, you share this and then we'll yeah. kind of take it Thanks, from there. Thanks, Pastor Stovall. How are we doing this morning? Yeah? Um, you know, that, that scripture about the prophetic revelation, it's, I wanna just talk a little bit about what the prophetic is because sometimes it's not understood very well. I just wanna read a scripture. David wrote this in Psalm 139. He says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So David is praising God that before he was even substance, that God had already written in a book 
everything that was ordained for David's life. Does that make sense? And so when David came into contact with God through prayer and intercession, he began to see a glimpse right into what God had designed for him. And what the prophetic is, is God's intent. God speaks something, right? And when he speaks it, it exists. But then what he does sometimes, he, he comes to individuals in the earthly realm, he speaks something in the heavenly realm, comes to somebody in the earthly realm, releases what he spoke, and somebody in the earthly realm then speaks that on behalf of God. And it's like a picture of God's book coming from then and entering now. Yes, makes sense? And so a prophetic word doesn't come to pass unless when you receive it, when God shows you it, you have to then hear it and get into agreement and alignment with it and reorder your life to fit it so when it does come, it has a place to land. Does that make sense? And so God has written over each one of your lives, over our lives, he's, he's written literally a book of original intent. He also does that over churches. I believe there's a book that's over Celebration Church that's already been written and we're starting to learn what he has in store. And so before I ever came to the church, before I ever came on the team, God sent me over here one Sunday morning, I woke up and I just felt this little whisper kind of in my heart and said, you need to go to celebration this morning. It was the early service. I looked at my wife and I said, I'm going over to celebration. And she went back to sleep and I came over here. <laughs> and, and when I got here, there was a word that was released that said in the next, remember this word? What's been held up for three years this was in 2018, will be released in the first three months. That was the first word, one of the first words. It was in a video announcement segment. Pastor Stovall was yelling it. What's been held up for three years, right, will be released in the first three months. So I'm going, this is insane because I had the same word. In January, I'd gotten the same word. And everywhere I went to preach, I was saying, what's been held up for the last three years is gonna be released in the first three months. So God added us, literally added our family to this church because of a prophetic word. And what you're gonna hear this morning is about us coming out of independence and walking in interdependence. And so this began a journey, so I was just out walking and praying, uh, it was a season where God was sending me on these long walks, and this, this man is not built for long distances. I need short space and short bursts. And I was walking on a prayer walk, and it was on Good Friday of 2018, the, the same day that Pastor Stovall had the encounter that night. I'm out walking, I'm coming up the Nocatee Bridge, I'm out of breath, coming up that bridge, and I stop, and I felt like the Lord just began to download into my, my mind and my heart I felt like it was a page written from Pastor Stovall's book. And so I brought out my phone recorder, I just began to record what I felt like he was sharing, and I later typed that out, and I wanna read that for you this morning. You guys good with that? And Brian, when you said book, you're talking about the books in I'm talking about the heaven. books of, in, the, in the heavenly realm, the stuff that God has already written over our lives. I felt like God was showing me something he had written over your life. I'd never met Pastor Stovall. Yeah. The only guy I met was this, I was like, I'm gonna go hunt down the most massive guy on staff and I'm gonna connect with him 
And so I had his phone number. That was really the only context I had with the team or the staff. And so I was walking and praying. This is what the Lord began to download. And Brian, yes, sir. <laughs> Just, this is how we talk at the family table, right? Come on, how many of y'all interrupt every now and then? Just, so it's what, but also, just so they know when you're reading it, like, I never got this prophetic word until after uh, the encounter, yeah. until after that Passover night. So it was a really big confirming thing for all of us. Yeah, yeah so go ahead. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I was on my normal walk, prayer walk, and it was as if someone was whispering in my ear and reading from a page from Stovall Weems' life. Even before pastor ministers on this weekend, I was in a courtroom type setting. The father spoke to me and began to show me. It was very clear that Pastor Stovall is going to start recognizing the apostolic gift on his life. Jesus Christ, the great apostle, has sent Stovall and his team as an ecclesia, as the body of Christ with jurisdictional authority in Jacksonville. Pastor Stovall has been a two-star general, and we start getting into some military terms here. He's been a two-star general, a high-ranking official in the courtrooms of heaven, and he carries much authority for this region. But before March ends, I am going to promote him from a two-star general to a three-star general. And time is actually gonna be on our side, and it's gonna be working for us. As you guys march forward, Pastor Stovall is going to receive some marching orders before the end of March, which was literally like that, that day or the next Passover day. Passover was March 31st, so all this had to come to pass by the end of that very night. And so yeah, when you get a word really like this, you hope you're right. Starting this weekend through Sunday, there is going to be an expression of these orders as he moves from being a two-star to a three-star general. I'm here as a fellow brother sent back to this region, also on assignment. Just a little side note, my wife and I had moved back three years prior, in March, three years before that, we'd moved back to Jacksonville. We'd stopped pastoring in Colorado. We knew we were supposed to come back here. We'd gotten born again here. We were crying out for a move of God to happen in Jacksonville. We just wanted to be a part of that. Does that make sense? And so I came back as a brother. When pastor hears this, he'll put language to some of the stuff that's going on. It's gonna be an acceleration that is happening right now because of the promotion and because he has been found trustworthy. And what the Lord showed me is that Stovall has taken the prophetic words that have been spoken over his life and his family and he's reordered his life to fit those prophetic words. He trusts Stovall, listen to this, with military strategy. Pastor Stovall's wired for revival, yes, but what the Lord showed me and the Father spoke to me and said he is cut from the cloth of a reformer. Revival without reformation leaves very little impact. What the Lord is releasing Pastor Stovall into is a season of reformational thinking, reformational warfare, and he's moving him from the two-star general to the three-star general, and God is accelerating this and wants him to have the encouragement that when he goes into this weekend, there will be an outworking of decisions that have already been rendered in heaven for this next season of growth. There's about to be an acceleration of growth and an expansion that will be astounding. I was in the courtroom with God and he put, 
to me all of this that we are to recognize this apostolic gift that God is putting on Pastor Stovall. There's a strategy he wants to give you all, but it starts with acceptance of the promotion, acceptance of these new marching orders. Now is the time for reformation. You're going to move from revival to reformation. In that reformation is going to cover all the things that are in your heart for reconciliation. An outworking of reformation is reconciliation. It will move beyond into spheres of authority and will help unite a city. This city is going to come together in a whole new way and you're gonna see this promotion in the spirit realm. You were sent here not just for a church, but sent here to see the books that have been written over Jacksonville, Florida, and Southern Georgia, books of destiny, and you're called to help orchestrate that. And so, just so you guys know, having come kind of from the outside and then and God adding and joining us, what I've seen over these last 16 months and what you're gonna see today is over these last 16 months, as we've looked at this word, God has literally been helping us reorder our lives and the church at some level so we get into alignment with this military strategy. Does that make sense? And so Pastor Stovall's been faithful to, to change in his own life and then also all of us as a team, we come together and this is, we're just trying to do what God's telling us to do. If he's written this thing out, we're trying to get a sense of what he's already written so we can participate and be as effective yeah. as and, possible. And one of the things, <clears throat> the big things that we've learned is how it's never, it's never one person. So now what you're, you're, you're seeing up here, and of course with Carrie and others, instead of me coming and saying, hey, I've heard from God and this is what we're gonna do, we come and what, what I really believe was going on in the early church with prayer and ministry of the word, we come as a council and we invite the Holy Spirit in and there might be a, you know, scriptures and, revel and we, revelation and we all try to hear from God collectively. And it's amazing when everyone adds uh, their part, you get a much fuller picture of what God wants and what you quickly see that in the kingdom, everything is about interdependence, okay? And so with, with Carrie and I, um, it's, 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 it's getting what the Lord deposited in me, in us, it's, it's getting that out, but the way that we get that out is by humbling ourselves, becoming less visible, and bringing people into the process, do you see what I'm saying? Of, of, of hearing God and following those orders. And I wanna <clears throat> do something real quick because Brian was talking about um, promotion or, you know, however the Lord does that with whatever, generals, two-star, three-star, I wanna show you what that looks like I want to show you what any type of authority looks like in the kingdom. You don't have your shoes on, Isa. Okay, so I'm, I'm choosing you. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, my man, but you got yours all laced up. 
This is, this is what promotion in the kingdom looks like. It looks like this. It looks like when Jesus said, whoever wants to be the greatest must be a servant of all. Yeah. And it's, and when he was telling these things to the disciples and he was saying, you know, they're saying, hey, Lord, who's gonna be the greatest? What they're thinking is Jesus is about to go away. He told them he was, right? He's gonna down the cross and he's, he's gonna be going away. So they're thinking, okay, there's 12 of us. Who's gonna be the new leader? In other words, who's replacing Jesus and is gonna lead the apostles? That's what they're thinking about. And Jesus said, no, that's, that's not how it's gonna be. We're not gonna, that's what the other nations do. And actually, if you look in the original Greek language, what Jesus is really saying is, in the kingdom of God, there's no hierarchy. There, there's, we're, we're all equals. There is authority, but there's not hierarchy. And the world system is built on hierarchy. It's built on the ones at the top benefiting at the expense of the ones on the bottom. Yeah, that's what Babel was. It was a tower where only one could be at the top. Jesus said, it's not that way in the kingdom. It's the exact opposite. Yeah? And so, so I didn't have any water, but I kind of gave you a heel massage there. So it looks like that. And then Carrie, I want to show them how it also looks and what has happened with Carrie and I over these fall feasts. And y'all understand, it's okay. Are we family enough now? Y'all know how my wife's private. She doesn't like sitting up in the lights unless she absolutely has to. And you know what? That's okay, isn't it? There shouldn't be any pressure on her that she has to get up and be on, right? But, but what happened, what the, the other way that that looks like is it looks like this. Carrie and I as equals, yeah? We're, we're, we're co-stewards and, and modeling that. And I think what happened this fall was really, really last week was really powerful with us. And y'all know she's kind of, she's on a writing retreat. She's really hearing from God. Um, and uh, well, we shouldn't tell them what it's about, but it's all about restoration. Yep. Or do you want to? Well, and I thought, yeah, it's just, you know, that God's given me, um, it's not related to this really, but, but the Lord has given me this really revelatory word about, about womanhood and um, what he's commissioned me to write in the second part of my life is a comprehensive theology of womanhood and what it means to be a woman that represents him in his kingdom. And it's a big task. And um, so I'm working on the first book of that right now. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Okay. So, what are we doing now, gang? Battle formation. Okay. So, so what the Lord? You you, you heard it there in Brian's prophecy. Other prophecies we're gonna uh, share with you. Um. You, you'll you'll see this recurring theme of this. Divine strategy, military strategy. Now, when we say military, you understand we're talking about spiritual warfare, right? We're not 
talking about, yeah, okay, so it's, it's spiritual warfare. Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. And so as he began to download this, I'm doing it this way because this is how it just all happened. Okay, so we're, we're, we're thinking, okay, restoration, equality, everything that the Lord's shown us about family, the region, all of that, his covenant. Okay, so we're thinking military strategy. Well, first of all, who's the commander? Jesus. See, who's the real teacher? Jesus. Who's the leader? Jesus. He's our father. He's, so he's the commander, right, of the Lord's armies. The commander is Jesus. And Jesus is also called what? A lot, Yeshua, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, the word of God, yeah? So the word, and y'all notice how seriously we take scripture engagement now. Very, very seriously. In fact, not only Dr. Heiser is, is coming here, but we have five or six of our staff that have gotten their PhDs or they're in process of getting their PhDs. We have other well-known biblical scholars that are gonna be on our team as, um, not as consultants, but as contributors to the school of ministry, all the things that Carrie is writing. I wanna let you know that the Lord, here's what happens. When the Lord is ready to go to battle, he sends in the heavy equipment. Do you see what I'm saying? And these are things that, that's not my lane. You know, I need, when you're like, hey, could you help me with the theology of that? I'll be, I'm so glad you ask. Let me take you to our council of scholars, okay? So, so that's the fivefold there. That's the teacher, so to speak, yeah? So, so Jesus is the commander, right? What is his mission? Ah, I forgot to do this in the first service. What does he tell us to do? We know what the mission is, what? Go into all the world, right? Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Very, very, making disciples. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Not just a gospel of individual escape, but the gospel of the kingdom. It's God's people, yeah? So, he gives us the mission, that's the Great Commission, right? Okay, now how are we gonna get, okay, we, we've got that, but what's the practical, what's the battle plan? Well, that's where the prophetic word comes in. We've gotta hear what the Lord is speaking. You know what, what we've realized is the encounter that I had with the Lord, the, the biggest, uh, the big, one of the biggest things was how he, as he showed me his covenant, he, he showed me a new schema, or you could say awakened a consciousness. Like, you know, as humans, we, we have to see something, right? We're created to image, we're created to, to mirror. Everything that we learn, we have to see something. And so I had no schema for what I saw and heard. So it's like the Lord gave me a schema uh, or uh, awakening of the consciousness. And what we've realized since then, you know what the, what the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy? You know what he tries to steal? Or, or what he tries to wipe away? He tries to wipe away truth from the consciousness of mankind. That's how he steals. He creates these things and he wants to like, man, just wipe away the consciousness so we won't find or, or what the... the a whole view of who God is and who his people is, 
it's hidden, it's buried. I'm telling you, these are the days where Jesus said, nothing that is hidden will not be revealed. The apocalypse is the revealing, the unveiling, so that everyone can have a clear picture of who Jesus is, who we're supposed to be as his, as his people, so that we can all consider our ways. Because the time is coming when his ways are gonna rule and reign in the earth. And if you don't like his ways, then you don't like his kingdom. Do you see? And so, so awakening the consciousness is just huge to, to the, the wholeness of God. So, okay, so watch this. So he's our commander. Come on, some of y'all know military strategy. So we got this book and Carrie's dad's a big military buff. So let's talk about the beachhead, okay? Okay, what are we gonna do? I'm thinking, we're thinking Israel, right? What did they do for battle? They sent, come on, see, y'all know it. You don't have a need man teach, you have the Holy Spirit. We send Judah first. Jesus is the line of the tribe of Judah, just like we sang there. But what does that mean to send Judah first. Well, we know it has to do what with worship, right? He would send out Judah. They would worship. In that way, watch, the commander of the Lord's armies would go before them. See this in Joshua. You see this as they're conquering the land. But what Judah would go out, Judah would lead the way in, in praise and, and unto God. But also, there was more in the back story to that. Okay, God had what? The Lord's portions, Remember what he said? He said, when you take Jericho, that's the first of 10 cities. What do you think that is? The tithe. You don't touch that one. That one's my portion. And by you returning that to me, that's how we're, we're covenant. I'm your God, you're my people. I'm giving you this, now you return that to me. All the other cities, you can keep all the spoils and all that kind of stuff. So sending Judah first is also presenting ourselves as a living offering and giving the Lord his portions. So we've been talking about the tithe and if that's just like too much for you, start somewhere. Start at some percentage. Start at some type of faith. Today there, we're, we're called to, to not come in empty handed and, and to give him an offering. We know that people are paid at different times and some people can give more at the end of the year or whatever like that. So that's why we have those cards. We, we wanna, we, because we wanna present that in this open heaven of tabernacles that is represented by God saying, I'm your God, and we say what? We're your people. But we just don't give you lip service, Lord. Come on, we give you what? Ourselves as an offering. We give you our tithes, we give you offerings. We, we, um, we, the Lord's portion, is, he has a meal, he has a people, he has all of these things. This is how we demonstrate, not only to God, but the unseen realm, and also to the world, what? That we're distinct, we're holy, we're different. We belong to God. And what, what God does is he blesses us supernaturally that doesn't make sense in the world, right? So we send you to first. I'm waiting for y'all to interrupt me. Okay, so watch. 
But you can study history. There's never been a war won by just a frontal attack. If you guys know um, war strategy, there's the beachhead, right? So we're sending Judah first. We're gonna call this the local church because it's through the local church where Ephesians 4 happens, which is what's happening today, where there's a council that is imparting God's word and truth to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We're all in the army. We're all soldiers. Remember, we're a son. We're a steward. Yeah. We're a servant. We're also a soldier. So it's, it's you being equipped in the family of God to image Jesus. That's the local church. But what have we learned? We've learned that the church isn't just the local church. What's the first church? The home, right? So here's one flank. So here's a church, the home. Did you know uh, one of our scholars was telling me that the apostle Paul, every single one of his churches were not only in homes, but probably the biggest of those only had around like 50 people. Something, huh? Just saying. What I'm trying to say is the Lord is merciful and he wants everyone to come to repentance. Yeah? But he wants you to come to repentance on his terms because he is Lord. He's looking for a family and this short distance, he'll get all the numbers in eternal future. There'll be billions and billions and billions in the recreation. You know what he's looking for here? He's looking for a family. He's looking for a bride for his son. Do you see? That's what he's looking for. So there's the home and then there's the, come on, y'all know it. The region, right? That's the big C. So there's, these are the flanks. Before this, look, we had no home. That's why we're restoring the families. We had no connection with the bigger C. And so there's no flank. So what that means is the church could be moving forward, but we're not taking any ground. We're wide open. We're just, the enemy's coming in and just pillaging and plundering. He's plundering the family. He's pillaging the home. He's roaming. He's unchecked. He's unchallenged. There's no hedge. There's no protection because we have, we have relegated the home to secondary of the local church when Ephesians 5 says, no, the family is the image of the church. That the husband and wife... Or what? Christ in the church, I speak a great mystery unto you. Now you might be saying, Pastor, my family's jacked up and I'm just a single person and all that. Great, you're gonna be the first one to break the chain in that family line. And you're gonna get with your other single friends and all that kind of stuff and y'all are gonna demonstrate loyalty to Jesus in a restaurant or wherever else, or in somebody's home. I can't tell you. If, if 
the, the true restoration comes one home at a time, one apartment at a time, one bunk room at a time. You, one, one, I told y'all the story, Cracker Barrel. Did y'all hear that story? Last Friday, y'all like, yes, we done heard it. Stop telling it. I'm going to tell it again. We had 20, we had tw- 20 people go to Cracker Barrel the other Friday night. They're all busy. They said, come on, we can meet at Cracker Barrel and do Shabbat, do communion. They go in there and they start breaking out the, the, the juice and the crackers. I hope it was juice. I don't think uh, Cracker Barrel sells alcohol, but I don't. But they start breaking out the juice and the crackers. All of a sudden, the hostess comes up and sees them and she's like, do y'all go to celebration? And they were like, yeah, tears started coming in her eyes. She says, you know, I've been wanting to do communion with my family and friends, but I have to work every Saturday night, every Friday night. And I was praying, I wanted to do this. And I see now, even though I couldn't do, the Lord brought it to me, brought it to me. Come on. So the battle formation, right? So now you might be saying, well, what's, who's gonna get our, who's got our back? I'm glad you said, because if you read Isaiah 58, it talks about awakening. When we start functioning as a distinct holy people, guess what? The Bible says the glory of the Lord will be our rear guard. I'm gonna put GL, glory of the Lord. Isaiah 58, right? So that kind of, let's connect that. Now look what this looks like. Yeah, that kind of looks like four walls. That kind of looks like the walls of a city that might come down out of heaven. That kind of looks like, well, look, if you could do this, you could connect a cross. Jesus on the cross, so, 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 Ephesians 5, Ephesians 4, put on the armor of God. Ephesians 6, we have to, the region, it's not just about, we have interdependence with every other pastor called to this region, minister called to this region. The glory of the Lord's our rear guard. Look, do you see the cross? So this is where Jesus' body and blood was. What does that represent? The table. What was my encounter about? The table, body and blood of Jesus. Now watch this. When we kind of scratch that out like that, okay, we realize this, this is kind of like numbers in the book where the children of Israel assembled in battle formation. Some of you might not know this story, but Balaam came out to curse the people of God. The Lord had told them to arrange in this battle formation. And when Balaam got there, because they weren't fragmented, but the, they were whole, he couldn't, he couldn't curse them. And when he tried to curse them, blessing would come out of his mouth. See, you can't curse what God has blessed. You, you, the hedge... When the hedge is formed, that's what you're seeing here. A kingdom, I could say a kingdom hedge. 
the, 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 the hedge. This is inside the camp. This is outside the camp. And what we're to do as a whole, as a body, we're to be that city that's set on a hill. We're to be that light. And as we move forward in this, this battle uh, alignment here, we're not only gonna gain ground, but we're gonna take ground. We're not only gonna move forward, but we're gonna put a stake in every home. We're gonna put a stake in every region. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see the kingdom of God. Show, can you show that picture real quick? Oh yeah. Now watch. Show, show, we were scribbling all this and, and then show what, there's out of Numbers chapter 24. <laughs> you know, it's just like the Sabbath. It's just like these things. The Lord's had a plan all along. We've just been too busy trying to do our own plans. And we're, 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 we're relating as individuals instead of a people. Here's a great example. I, all the scriptures, I used to read, okay, Romans 12, one. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may approve what is good, uh, perfect, and acceptable, right? I would read that, okay, Lord, where am I too worldly? You know, it's all about me. Now, I think us together, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All those words, you, they, 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 they could be translated y'all. <laughs> In other words, they're plural. They're us. So now I think, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the, that you may approve what's good. So now I'm thinking, okay, Lord, as a people, as a congregation, as a church, what ways are we modeling the world what ways are we being patterned after the world? And in doing so, we're not, allowed, we're not seeing the transformation that you wanna do in your people. That's what we pray about. How are we, are there things that we're doing, Lord, that are getting in the way from you transforming your people? Do you wanna share something, Chris? I think I'm done. So we want to pray, right? Yeah. I was just, as Pastor was speaking there, you know, today we're going to give an offering or turn in our card and say what the Lord is telling us to give. On this day in Jewish history, this is when Jesus, we started the service out where Jesus said, he said, he stood and he cried out with a loud voice. On this day of the feast in Jewish history, Jesus stood out and he cried out. And he said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink and out of his heart will flow rivers of living water and he'll never thirst again. And you know, there's a, there's a flow that we're a part of. It's a flow in God's kingdom. It's a flow in this house. And as pastor was teaching, I was thinking of this scripture, it came to my heart. In Psalm 46, it says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. 
God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. There's a flow, there's a river that God is, flow, there's a flow of revelation. It's what God is doing from this house in this region. And as we give, this should be the prayer of our hearts. God, I just wanna be a part of the flow of what you're doing. I just wanna I just want to say yes and add my portion to what you're doing, to the river, to the flow of God, this revelation in his kingdom that we all get to be a part of. So no matter how much money you make or whether you're new to Celebration Church or maybe you've been coming here for 20 years, today you can say yes. I wanna be a part of this flow. Maybe you're still trying to understand and be in process with the home and the region and being a part of this and the, the table and praise and all of this means for you. But what you can do is say, I just wanna be a part of the flow. I just wanna get in on the flow of what God's doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna participate. I'm gonna sow a seed. I'm gonna be a part, I'm gonna say yes and connect to the river of God or what he's doing right here in Jacksonville hey, and all over the globe. Looking at this, so remember what was the mission from Jesus? Bring God's kids back to the table, back to, look what's in the center, the table. But if we don't have all these components, what happens? The kids might come in, but they, they can fall away. Like that's what we're doing. We're moving forward in this battle arrangement and God's children are gonna come in and get a seat at his table and they're not gonna be open and so vulnerable to the attack of the enemy, amen? Do you, I'm gonna share Luke 14. Do you wanna share before that or after? Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because um, what the scripture that the Lord brought to my heart right before coming up here was in Luke, but it's chapter 11 and it says in verse 17, but he knowing their thoughts said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and a divided household falls. And if you look at this, this is, this is the picture of a household that is not divided any longer. And then it goes on in verse, what'd you say? I'm, I'm asking them to please put the camera on oh, the board. Oh, put the camera on the whiteboard, please. Yeah. And Look then at if you that beautiful piece of artwork. <laughs> if you go, if you go down into verse 21, it says, "When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe." And then it goes on further and it says, "Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather scatters." And so if you think about this, if any of these pieces, remember we were talking about this on Thursday, if any of these pieces are missing, there's scattering that happens. But if we're all united, everything is fortified and we're actually able to help gather back into, the, into God's kingdom. So that's all. That is awesome. And I'm just thinking, you know how God, like God's, you know, he sent Tim Timberlake here and um, the, the representation, like you'll see, you'll, you'll see uh, up here, you know, we're, we're mostly white up here. Mostly. But you know, the kingdom doesn't look like that. The, the kingdom is, is every type, tribe, nation, and color. And I just think that it's awesome how God sent us people like Tim that we've been praying for. 
because we need to demonstrate what that table looks like. And that table is not an all-white table. It's not an all-Gentile table, okay? It's, it's Jew, Gentile, black, white, Hispanic. It's, it's all of God's children having a place at that table, and we wanna, we wanna demonstrate that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so as, as Carla was talking um, and Pastor Brian, the Lord reminded me I've been studying in Nehemiah and when the walls were broken down and that, and that beginning of that prayer, the way that he prayed, and I, this verse just popped out at me um, as, we were, as Pastor was sharing. In verse nine, it says, but if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, Though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place, and this is the part, which I have chosen as a dwelling place for my name. The Lord wants to dwell. It's always, you know, I was just talking to someone about this in the lobby, that God, his desire has always been from Genesis all the way through. He's desired to dwell among us. That has always been his desire. So he is. Today. That's why Jesus absolutely. said it's a great day. Absolutely. Because he desires to dwell. And you know, on top of that, there's a scripture, and I had it, but I can't think of it. What God wants to do is display his manifold wisdom through the church. And so that is what this is all about. He wants to display his wisdom through the church. But as the scripture says, we have to do it. So we have to do our part. Let's, uh, man, gosh. Th- our staff meetings now are so exciting. We pray and revelation starts flowing like this and it's just like, oh, it's so rich. And so what we wanna do is start depositing this in, in our entire church where all of us are part of that council up before God, the priesthood and God's people. We're, we're almost done. I see there. They're sending the people to tell me to stop. Please, I'm going to ask, please, no one leave early. Not only will the Jags lose, but you're going to miss out on the... It's going to get sacred. We're going to put up uh, Luke. Put up Luke. This is what both Carla and Lisa were talking about, look, Jesus says this, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Go into all the world with the gospel of the kingdom and make disciples. Once again, I thought, bear bear his own cross, like that's all individual. No, it's our individual part in the context of the whole as a people in the kingdom. He says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish or what king going out to encounter another king in a war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, while he, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. 
So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. These are the words from our loving Savior. He's looking for a bride. He's looking for a family. And if you give him your life, all the other stuff is easy when he asks for it, isn't it? It is. Because we're not living for this world. We're living for the world to come. And it's coming a lot sooner than we think. Yeah? So Drew, or do you want to take it sure. from here and then we'll yeah. pray and we're yeah. going to so literally we're counting the cost. That's what those cards are about. Yep, that's yeah. right. On this uh, final day of, of Tabernacles, this great day, as we learned in scripture this morning, uh, we wanna provide all of us with an opportunity to, to bring our gift, our offering before the King. We'd be remiss for all of us to not take a few moments this morning and give us a chance to do that, right? So, uh, so here's what that's gonna look like. We're just gonna take a few minutes and uh, Matt's gonna play some instrumental in the background. And uh, we just want you to pray and ask God what you should give. And there's no pressure here. There's no pressure at all. And so we just, our job is to just invite you to ask you to pray about what you should give. And then we would ask you to just obey whatever that amount is. Sound good? Drew, so in a few moments, I'm sorry, go ahead. Drew. And we haven't like all the missional things like the global Jew first ministry that we're talking about, the, 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 there's Zimbabwe, there's buildings here. They're all connected to that. We've got to strengthen the hub. How many of you know, every effective warfare campaign has a strong hub, has a strong central uh, equipping and resource. That's what it's about. That's what the prayer room was about. That's right. Yeah. We're going to unpack we're, all of those different initiatives that Pastor was just mentioning in the next few weeks. But you all know, you know, we're adding on to the arena here. We're renovating and expanding at Orange Park. We're uh, building a, a uh, an outpost in Regency, and there's a few other initiatives. And so all of the the, the offering that comes in is going to go to those because uh, that's the vision. And that, the Lord's uh, going to—it's the Kingdom Treasury. It's Kingdom Treasury. <laughs> we like those words around here. But uh, so here's the thing, if you're gonna give today and in a few moments after we have a couple of minutes of seeking God and asking, then the ushers are gonna come around and pass buckets. If you're giving today, then you can just go ahead and do that during that time. You can give Celebration app or through the envelopes uh, in front of you. Or maybe God's gonna give you an amount here this morning, but you know you get paid this week. And so you can't give it today, but you can give it this week or maybe you're selling your house and the closing date's next month and you wanna give off of the proceeds of that. So you know it's not coming today, but you're gonna commit the amount today because that's the number that God gave you, but you're gonna give it next month. So if that's you, if you're gonna give tomorrow through the end of the year, then that's where this white card comes into play. It should be on your chair or on the seat back of the chair in front of you. And at the top of that, you would just check off, uh, we already tithe, but we're gonna give our offering and then you put down the amount and then the approximate date between now and the end of the year that you're gonna give that. And this is what you would drop in as the buckets pass. And just really quickly, we've been talking about tithing here a little bit the last couple of weeks. And so we would tell you 
that before giving an offering, your first step would begin to tithe. And so if that's you, maybe in the last couple weeks you've decided to tithe, or maybe even just here this morning, that you're gonna commit before God that you're gonna begin to tithe, then you would check off that bottom circle and you would drop this in as the buckets pass as well. That would be your participation for today. Good, you tracking with me? All right, so ushers just- Tell them we're gonna roll this out later, but the, the total cost is about 4 million for everything, right? That's correct. And then, but this year, we're believing for 2 million of that to come in and we're literally counting the cost and we, we just won't move forward until like we're doing the scripture. Is it okay just to do the Bible? Can we, that's what, we're just doing what our commander says. So when, whether, I just wanna say, whether you give $100 or a million dollars, I wanna say that it's important that we all see your place, your position is very, very important to give what the Lord tells you to give, not more and not less, yeah? Yep, that's exactly right, that's exactly right. So I'm gonna pray, then we're gonna give you a few minutes to pray and then either give your offering or fill out the card and then we'll have the ushers come by and then we're gonna wrap up service then. Yeah, Good? please no one leave and then we're gonna have, we're gonna have the Hebrew come and do the priestly blessing. Yes. Yes, Pastor yeah. Paul Wilbur in the house this morning. So Yeah, but we're awesome. going with Nate. We're going for next generation oh, Hebrew. Next generation, Nate. Yeah. Nate Wilbur. Paul awesome. kicked off this season. It's the first, but now it's the last, and the last shall be first. Bring the Hebrew. Bring the Hebrew sage. Hey, let's I need to read this over all of us, Drew. Yeah. I want y'all to receive this, okay? This has to do with kingdom and this kingdom treasury. How we're gonna, when you do this, see, when you send your Judah first, your gift, your worship, your offering, the, this, it activates the commander. That's why it says in Malachi, you do your, you give me my portion, I'll go ahead, I'll rebuke the devourer. I'll fight the battle for you. I'll restore unto you what the locust and the worm have eaten. I will put a hedge around you. I will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing where you can't contain it. That's for the kingdom, do you see? And let me read this. I want you to receive this. This is the other, you know the, unless you renounce all you have, you can't be my disciple. Can I give you the, the other side of that? Jesus says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my namesake will receive a hundredfold, a hundredfold. That's a hundredfold return and will inherit eternal life. Do you believe the word of the Lord? It's for such a time as this. These scriptures disconnect, through, but when you see them in kingdom, they all connect. They're not for us as individuals doing our own thing around a common cause. It's us individuals as we function as a whole. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sister or father or mother or children or land for, lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold. Lord, I declare that over your people today. 
will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. Father, speak to our hearts. We love your kingdom and we thank you that it's your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. We give you your portion today in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.